good tie-in good segue good. all right publish it yeah <laughs> and uh yeah sorry i'm blinking a lot dude last night last night i we we had a scheduled nerf gun war oh that sounds that whole sounds, family that sounds fun you got shot in the eye directly in the eyeball <laughs> <laughs> like wasn't eye closed nothing like from probably <laughs> what what kind of what kind of slow reaction do you have where you're like let me well, hold on. I was looking. I was looking at the TV, trying to get some dubstep going. Okay. You know, for like yeah, yeah, the yeah. fight. And uh, so my son, my five-year-old, decides to take the first shot when I wasn't looking, and he just drills a bullet <laughs> right into my pupil. Like I saw it actually hit my eye. <laughs> Dude, that's actually like hard to do. You probably couldn't. Re- you probably couldn't recreate that moment. Dude, I, the scariest thing, like, it, it looked like somebody poured black ink all over my eye. I couldn't oh, see. Man. I freaked out, dude. I'm like, wow. I think I just went blind in my wow. eye. But it took that's about, not good. It took about 20 minutes, but I got my eyesight back. Dude, that's scary. 20 minutes? Yeah. Wow. I, I know. Well, we looked it up, and it's like, if after 15 minutes you're still not, if you're still blurred vision, you need to go to the ER. But it started getting better. But now it just feels like I got a grain of sand in my eye. Dude, so it's just eyes scratchy. are not something to play with, man. No. It's that's shiny. not fun. <laughs> He shot me in the black of my eye. <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a story or sermon somewhere, yeah. something somewhere in there. At least you can thank him for giving you some good material. <laughs> yeah, Dude, that'll definitely funny. come up somewhere. Yeah, yep. Dude, that's funny. So, yeah, I'm over here just like. Yeah, that can't. What's so funny about that is like that. That just has to. That's the perfect storm of circumstances. Yeah, because other because your your reaction to blink is so fast. Right. That to like shoot someone right in the eye, like open, is <laughs> just that's like a miracle. <laughs> it was the first shot. <laughs> so like we had this whole idea to play this big nerf war, and then and sure enough, the first shot. <laughs> that's a wrap. And so we watched Paddington. <laughs> that's, that's much much safer, much safer choice. <laughs> oh, dude. It was funny though, like man, when when my when my kids saw me go down, it's like they all just started crying, you know. Cause I'm like, Dad, no. Oh, it was traumatic last Dude, night. That, that's a rough <laughs> night. I'm surprised you're you're still at it, man. I'm still going. Oh, I'm here to talk dude. about worship. Let's do it, man. That is hilarious. All right, hey, uh, well, welcome back to the uh, Formation Podcast. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> All right, we're moving in. Uh, maybe we should just put that on the front of the podcast. That's the yeah. Why not? Why man? not? Why just, not? Just own the it. Funny, funny story of yeah. of, uh, of life. Yeah, I can only see half of you. All right, so uh, week whatever. I never yep. get it right, but we're That's in right. worship. <laughs> the week of worship. <laughs> right. So, uh, Claude, why don't you kick it off? What happened? Yeah. So, uh, talking about worship, um, all of life as worship. Uh, we talked about trying to be. Uh, prayerful and intentional going into worship, not just as a thing to, uh, or Sunday worship, not as just a thing to get through and to do, but really uh, praying before it. Uh, talked about some practices and ways that we could uh, think through and reflect. Are there things that I'm worshiping or giving myself to uh, above um, and over uh, the Lord himself? So for me, what I did this week, uh, Sunday was a full day of, um, of activity in, in, uh, in ministry stuff. Um, for uh, for us this week, we got our Sunday nights at Fellowship. Obviously, have our Sunday morning uh, worship gathering, and then um, at our outpost in Collierville, we had a, a leaders training for our fellowship group. So it was just a, it was basically for me, it was a, a seven, a seven to seven, nonstop, seven to seven day. What's that? Nonstop. Yeah, nonstop, yeah. seven to seven. Um, and what was cool about that though was coming off of our discussion, 
I think I went into that day. Um, I definitely was tired, but that, but I went into that day uh, and through that day with like a thankfulness. Yeah, um, yeah. I think just in light of our conversation. So that was one thing that was really neat about just a lot of our podcast conversations in light of our, yeah, yeah. In light of our conversation about just approaching worship, uh, corporate worship with a posture of, um, expectation, of just expectation. Yeah, yeah. And excitement and recognizing we're with the people of God. God's among us. Um, we're doing work for his kingdom and that's a joy. Yeah. So that, so that, so I think that helped me. Um, but then specifically what I tried to do this week was, uh, just, or, I mean, it was really simple. I just uh, tried to do some prayer time of just asking God, like, what are, what are these things that I'm worshiping instead of you? Yeah. Um, and it was pretty quick. Because we're unaware a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We don't really think about this stuff. Correct. And I, and it was pretty, just asking that question, sitting with it a little bit in prayer, um, and not for like even a prolonged stretch of time. I mean, this was real simple on the go before, before my kids are up and, you know, tackling me in the morning. And it was just really clear, like, uh, just a sense of, yeah, I, I will worship avoidance uh, mm. as a means to get to comfort. So, um, yeah, sort of the ways like uh, to me. So, do you worship avoidance or comfort? I, I worship comfort, but I, I worship uh, my you Lord. Use avoidance. I use uh, avoidance as my Lord and Savior to get me to <laughs> to comfort. Right. Um, um, but I just kind of the way I was thinking about it was, uh, you know, how you'll, or at least I'll do this, but you know how we can be prone to sort of make a to do list or whatever, mm-hmm. and then you're like. Yeah, this one thing is really hard. So let me do these other seventeen things, right? And just like, and then when I get to that hard thing, let me come up with another seven things, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. To do, <laughs> let me go. Let me go organize my closet, right? I've, I've, Again, I've made that into an art form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm very skilled at this. <laughs> uh, and so as I was just praying through this and thinking about this in light of our conversation last week, it was just kind of clear that I can do that sort of with, um, on a soul level. So, like, if I know that there's something um, that I need to process with God or uh, something that that is going to be a difficult conversation or something that's going to be hard to step into, instead of sort of going to God in prayer or or asking for God, God for help or turning that burden over to God, I'll just try to find something that's comfortable to sort of stop me from having to deal with that, if that makes sense. I think um, so. And so... You got an example? Yeah, I mean, I don't have recent examples, but I can definitely think of examples in the past. Because you're just uh, not struggling lately? No, just because this, <laughs> I mean, I, the example that I can think of most prominent was over just different po- points in, in uh, just ministry where it's like there is something really hard to deal with, and I know I need to go and like confront somebody yeah, or let talk me do about this. something, or yeah. we got to work through a really hard problem, and I'll just do ev- almost everything in my power to avoid it yeah. um, instead of turning to God and saying, God, this is going to be really hard. I'm afraid to do this. Um, and I'm running to something that will kind of just make me feel comforted. So it'll be like, you know what, maybe I should work on this project. Or it's like, man, I really don't need to work on this project. What I need to do is I need to turn to the Lord because I'm I'm scared and I'm nervous. Hmm. Um, and so I find that that's actually a means of worship. Interesting. I so, like that. So that's what came out for me. And that's something I've been thinking about for a while. So I feel like with these ex- with this exercise of praying through what what do I worship in place of God, that came to mind quick because it's something that I've kind of seen in myself over time. Yeah. Uh, so not a new observation, but just one that popped up this yeah. week. Yeah. Yeah, man, that dude, that's good. I like the way you put that. Um, for me, you know, uh, a lot of this has carry over to like my family life and kids, and <laughs> so my, uh, I think over the week I was just really intentional, which I normally am not. I'll just confess that. Uh, really intentional about redirecting their um, their enjoyment 
to the creator of that enjoyment. Yeah. So like, um, you know, my uh, my nine year old daughter loves sports. You know, and so just throughout the week, where we're either playing catch in the backyard, or you know, uh, she loves to do this hoverboard. Like we'll just say, like, who created, you know, who mm-hmm. created baseball mm-hmm. or who created softball? You know, sure, whatever his name is, did it. Naismith? No, that's Nays- basketball. That's basketball. James Naismith. <laughs> yeah, the America created baseball. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, you know, God created the mind that would create this, yeah. you know, and like my son loves trains, you know, who created trains and just redirecting these things to be like, God's the author of the things that you love. Yeah. Um, so direct your affection to him. So that was really kind of a fun experiment as a father to redirect their worship, yeah, you know, because I see what they're worshiping yeah. and, you know, to kind of say, not necessarily, hey, don't worship trains, but like who made these trains? Right. You know, yeah, like, connect the dots. Yeah. Uh, so he sees like God's goodness, Yeah. you know, and the things that he enjoys. And for me personally, I think it was, it was an awareness, like what kind of similar to what happened with you just to kind of examine, man, what are the things that I, I, I started noticing what I worship by the things that I avoid, you know, yes. like kind of yeah, what you're same, saying, same, same yep. exact yep. thing where it's like, Man, it stuck out to me crazy this week. I'm just worshiping man's approval, mm-hmm. you know, where, you know, like I'll have, I, there was this conversation I had to have within one aspect of this ministry that I'm involved with here, and I just did not want to have it, mm-hmm. you know. And so you put it off and you put it off and you put yeah. it off, but it's just mm-hmm. like, man, what am I, even in this moment, afraid I'm to lose. worshiping. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah, and I'm afraid to have somebody get frustrated with me yeah. or get mad at me or not approve me or whatever. And, you know, that's got deep roots back into my history, but it's just like, man, that, that still pops its head up all yes. the time. Yeah. Yep. But beyond that, man, like it was a good week for me personally, just cause you know, it was uh, it was a sermon writing week and digging into some proverbs, connecting it to the gospel, like just these things where um, almost seeing your life as a sacrifice like mm-hmm. this moment right now i could go and i could you know go grab lunch with somebody or i could you know uh, whatever it is you do to kill time but right now i'm going to dig deeper into the word mm-hmm. um, and present your mind your body your spirit as a sacrifice uh, because of the goodness of what god's done for you yeah. and so you lay your life down and then you begin to see the lord work in your heart and just really cool things start happening like real like conversations that normally don't happen start happening people start asking questions like the spirit just starts to move when you start to worship god in every aspect of your life like that's magnetic yeah it really is people look at that and they say i want what you got <laughs> you know uh it's just that powerful um because everybody wants this heart of worship we know we're built for that we know we're created to worship our creator and uh so i think the more we lean into that the more people just start to say how do you do this mm-hmm. you know and and so it was just cool to have some conversations i haven't had in a long time like uh and, and like even my kids kind of seeing an outward manifestation of an inward truth you know an inward uh attempt what's the word i'm looking for initiation initiative mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah um so man it was good i think it's uh, it was a lot more impactful than Visio Divina. Yeah, yeah, we're, you're not, we're not giving that one a lot of love. <laughs> Look, Sorry, if folks. If Visio Divina is your thing, that's great. But uh, I think, man, just a mindful approach. Yeah. To yeah. understanding where your heart is pointed. Right. Right. You know, what are you aiming your heart at? Uh, uh, 
James K. A. Smith talks about that a lot yeah. in his books, yeah. you know, Desiring the Kingdom and Imagining the Kingdom and all that stuff. It's yes. like, what is your heart aimed at? Yeah. And that's really the point of education. that's really the question of worship. Yeah. 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 And that's, that's, that's worship. worship. So you ultimately become what you worship. Yeah. And so, and this is what the scriptures talk about, man. As you, as you walk with the Lord, you become like him. Yeah. Um, and even Paul, man, this is one thing I keep coming back to where he's, you know, and uh, I think it was 1 Corinthians 11 where he says, hey, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Mm-hmm. He's saying, like, if you want to know what it looks like to follow God, watch me. Mm-hmm. You know, like, he's, he's in such a posture of worship with every aspect of his life that he can confidently tell others, if you want to live a life obedient and dedicated and following God, just watch what I do. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> so, good, man. Yeah. The other thing that um, I noticed just this week was, I don't know what you like to listen to in the car a lot, um, but I'm... I, Bible. Just Bible. Bible. Just, just Bible. That's <laughs> just good. That's um, good. No, I'm kidding. Podcasts, audiobook, audible, stuff like that. And uh, this week, it was just, it was funny. I had just a couple drives where I was like, and I have my, my worship playlist, but I don't think I had done that in a car in a while. Music? Yeah, just worship music while I'm driving in the car. And um, and it's just me. And just like the simple act of worship in that way yeah, as man. well. And it's just what that just... And just what that does to our heart and to our soul, and again, directing our heart towards worship. And then, so I was just reminded again of just how simple, um, just how a simple intentional decision to yeah. say. It's not you know, complicated. Let me direct my heart intentionally now towards worship. And it's not to demonize the times when you want to listen to your favorite podcast or whatever. Yeah. Um, right. Now, right. Now, provided, I don't, I don't know what you're, what folks are listening to. You know, you, Mainly formation. Yeah. <laughs> Only <laughs> formation. Um, you know, but it was just, it was just, a, a, just a great reminder for me in light of this discussion of like, there's just so many simple little intentional things that we can do that direct our heart towards worship Man. and just connecting everything um, in our day-to-day life, walking close with our Heavenly Father and, and praising Him and enjoying Him uh, in the things that He's given to us. And so that was just a fun thing for me. Just Saturday, I had to drive somewhere, just put on some of my Dude, that's a great practical... Songs. It was just so... Yeah, it was so simple. Yeah. And there are stretches where I feel like I do that a lot, and there are stretches where I don't, and I a stretch where I, where I hadn't. And just doing that for eight minutes just stirred my soul. And I really think that's what helped give me um, just a joyfulness uh, over the privilege of getting to be with God's people for 12 hours on Sunday and yes. just coming in with a posture of this, Man, is a, this is a gift. So funny. Two weeks ago on Monday, and I'm the same way, like I'll listen to podcasts and whatever in the car and I'm a big talk guy, right? Like no music is just like a lot of talking in the car. But on the way, just popped in and like this new single that came out by Hillsong United or something and called Whole Heart and just was listened to on the way. And it, dude, it set up my whole week. Yeah. Just that morning because yeah. like it was aimed directly at the heart. Yep. yep. And then, uh, yeah, just, I'm, I mean, I remember coming to the office and just kind of just, I was a wreck, man. Like this song was just, a, it was a beautiful reminder of the gospel. Yes. And uh, it just set me up for the whole week. Like, yeah. Normally, yeah. I would listen to you know podcast on whatever and learn yeah. something. Or and and I think the wisdom in that for our formation is thinking through. There are certain times that do set the pace for our week or do set the pace for our day. Yeah, and thinking through what are the ways that we want to we want to choose the pace for our day. Yeah, we want to choose the tone for our day. Yeah, rather than sort of reactively having that happen. So you know, and obviously this make this is why um, throughout Christian history and following Jesus' example, like trying to pray in the morning, you know, how, how, whatever that looks like, just, <laughs> that's, that's just, just very, been a thing. Just, just very thing, <laughs> it's very simple things that have been done that, you know, that do help form and set that tone as we can, um, 
as we can step into the day, the week, and all that with worship. And just it was just a reminder for me to just continue to be intentional to look for all of those ways to do that. So yeah, it's a good week. It's a great week, man. Yeah, man. Great week. Really picked us up from Vizio to Vizio. I'm kidding. <laughs> Come I'm on, kidding. Man. Uh, all right. So we've been spending um, these first few weeks where uh, we've been going into like worship, like the whole you know, first, however many disciplines we've done. Yeah, or, or gratitude, practices. celebration, all, all under that general banner of worship right. in, a, in a kind of subset sense. So now um, the uh, the Calhoun book, we're switching gears to a new section, and the section's called Open Myself to God. Uh, and it's kicking off with contemplation. So uh, you want to share any bit about contemplation? Yeah, I'd love that. So Calhoun talks about this, this sort of section, these disciplines that fit under the category of opening ourselves to God. Uh, she... She says that these disciplines specifically address how to make space in a crowded life to notice the movements of the Spirit of God. Um, they can take us into the deep place of knowing how we are accepted, received, and lovingly known by God uh, in Christ. Yeah. And it is receiving this love that continues to move us towards worship. So the first practice um, in really opening uh, ourselves up um, to God is contemplation. Um and she defines contemplation or uses this definition. Uh, contemplation is about waking up. To be contemplative is to experience an event fully in all of its aspects. Um, and the desire here is to wake ourselves up to the presence of God in all things. Hmm. Um, I think that that metaphor of waking up uh, is really helpful um, yeah. as opposed to sort of being asleep. And so this is really connected to... Uh, in some ways, you know, celebration where we're trying to be aware of, of God and everything that he's doing. But contemplation, really think of it as um, thinking, think of, think of it as thinking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Think of it as thinking. Think of it as meditating. Um, that's sort of the gist that I've got as I looked over her her uh, her kind of outline of, of the practice. Um, it's really it's really slowing down, making space to uh, to think, to think <laughs> and to meditate yeah. on who God is. And, uh, you know, one of the practices you hear people talk about is contemplative prayer, um, which is a sort of uh, slowed down prayer uh, that incorporates silence um, in some ways. And we try to open ourselves up, not in a um, not in a sort of odd sense where we turn off our brain or something like that, but in the sense of saying, like, God, I am intentionally going to slow down. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to meet with you. Yeah. And it's and it's not the sort of prayer that that's like, man, I got five minutes right now. Um, let me, let me get on my knees and pray. Um, and then I, I need to be at work in the office in the next 10 minutes. It's sort of a, a slowing down and saying like, God, I want to sit with you and I really want to reflect mm. and think um, yeah. on who you are and who you are for me in Christ. Yeah. Yeah. I like the way you put it. The one thing that I was, I was trying to figure out cause I know, uh, contemplation, she's also got in here mindfulness yeah. Um, and meditation. Yeah. And those are all separate. Mm -hmm. So trying to really pull out the distinction of contemplation. Yeah. I think there, her, I think the way she distinct, uh, distinguishes contemplation from meditation is meditation. Uh, she connects as, uh, explicitly doing with scripture to the word. Yep. Yeah. And contemplation, not as much. Yeah. I, the, my practice encouragement for, for this week, uh, is going to make that link a little bit more explicit. Yeah. But that, I think that for her, that's the distinction. Yeah. At least between those two. Yeah. And the difference between that and mindfulness and mindfulness is more about like being in the present. Right. And just kind of absorbing everything that's currently around you right then, right there. Yeah. And not like a, cause the contemplation she goes into, one of the things that you could do through contemplation is, is 
think on your past and think on Mm -hmm. what's led you to this point and kind of just do a spiritual inventory of, uh, of the way God has brought you to where you are and, you know, just spending some time, not necessarily in the present, but, you know, thinking about what's, what has been, um, but yeah, it, it's all, it's all the practice of gearing and directing the mind towards Christ. Um, but what is the, uh, what would be, cause she's got a few practices in here. What's the one that you would, what's the one you're going to go to? Yeah. 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 Uh, before I even out, outline that, um, I'm just looking over her notes. Uh, she says that she kind of distinguishes contemplation from doing. And so you think about how much we want to get things done, how much we want to be active, how much we want to move. Contemplation is sort of uh, waking up to experiences that we're having and sort of being still and thinking on that experience and really taking it in. So she, she even says that, you know, contemplation, some of the practices are like, um, refusing the compulsion to go everywhere, to see everything and to try out everything that's new. Rejecting FOMO. Yeah. Rejecting (laughs) FOMO. Yep. It's reflecting on experiences so as to benefit from their happening. Mm. So thinking about something like think of something, uh, that has happened in your life over the last two weeks that you're praising God for and like sitting down and like putting your phone aside and like reflecting on that yeah, and thinking through like why that was great, what you enjoyed about it. Um, all that, all that sort of it's stuff. It's just being a thoughtful person, being a thoughtful, not person just reacting to exactly. things. Yes. One thing that I, I love the Tozer quote she put in there. Mm. Where yeah, we it, read that. Historically, the West has tended to throw its chief emphasis upon doing and the East upon being. Were human nature perfect, there would be no discrepancy between being and doing, which is crazy. Um, that's the crazy is not his quote. Uh, continuing, it says the unfallen man would simply live from within without giving it a thought. His actions would be the true expressions of their inner being. That is awesome. Uh, I think that's that's helpful not to make such a distinction between doing and being, but c- contemplation almost leads you to harmonize the two. You know, to bring yeah. them in harmony with one. Where, what you're doing with your body is an, is the perfect expression of an inward reality. Yeah. Um, because you are in your heart and in your mind knowing that what you're doing is connected to the Lord. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought that was pretty helpful, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that relates pretty well to that the first practice she, she, uh, in, she uh, recommends or encourages, um, which is intentionally place yourself in the presence of God. And it's sort of uh, just trying to find a quiet place, um, become quiet, express to God your intention to rest in his love, and just kind of think and imagine what it looks like to rest in his love. Yeah. Um, be great to do this with, um, uh, you know, maybe you read John 15 first about Jesus tells us to abide in his love. Yeah. I think that's what I'm going to try yeah. um, is to take, and I think one of the ways you could do this is to take maybe one of your favorite uh, scriptures or verses or images about Christ and to uh, maybe read it one or two times and then sort of do a quiet, um, still prayer, uh, really imagining the realities of that verse um, mm. yeah. for your life yeah, and then talking to God about it. So I think that's what I'm going to try. Yeah, I think contemplation is, is a jolting uh, practice Yeah, right? because what's going to happen, and I know this is going to happen with me, um, maybe with you, but I, I know a lot of people that listen, like just the act of putting that phone away is jolting. Yeah. You know, where you are not connected to anything but your own thoughts and to God. Yeah. You know, like there's yeah. no outside influence on you uh, that can grab your attention. And a lot of people, um, myself historically included, like you can't sit in that silence for very long. 
you don't know how to do it. Correct. You know, it feels wrong. Yeah. It feels like you're not doing and anything it feels, and it feels exposing. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of hesitancy to kind of approach the contemplative discipline just cause a lot of us are afraid of what's in there, what's in our hearts. And, uh, and when you sit and you think you really do have to kind of just place more thought on what your life looks like, uh, why you've made the decisions you've made. You can't just like make one decision after another and just live with the consequences. You're like, why did I make that decision? You know? Or, yeah. Um, so it really makes you go deep into, um, kind of like a self-examination. And I think this is, this is healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one thing that I, I do intend to do is just create more of a, uh, carve out more of a quiet space where the phone doesn't just go into do not disturb. It goes off. Mm-hmm. You know, you cannot get through mm-hmm. me. Um, and, and just let people who need to know, know, like my wife, Hey, for an hour, I can't be reached, you know? Yeah. Um, but just say, Hey, for this moment, we're just going to be quiet before the Lord and, uh, just contemplate your standing before him, your righteousness, your holiness, your purity before him. Um, and let that give the spirit room to work in your life Yeah, where you're not just constantly flooded with noise from the phone, from the TV, from wherever, exactly. from meetings, you're giving the spirit some room exactly. uh, to actually come in and do something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it could be really transformative. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's sort of the fruit and benefit, um, of trying to give ourselves to this practice is that sort of quiet and that actual sitting and slowing and experiencing yeah. with God. You know what it does? It what? allows the spirit to actually exercise some formation, Formation. Uh, Ooh, see what I did there? <laughs> Seth read that off of a gigantic cue card that's behind my Say head. formation. Say formation. <laughs> we got to say formation <laughs> seven times per episode. Yeah. So that was seven. Uh, so anything else you want to add before we go into uh, contemplation? Uh, no, man, this has been good. I'm um, I'm looking forward to it. So that's the practice I'm going to take just to recap that that connecting a, uh, a verse that's rich with imagery and just sitting and, and really trying to imagine experiencing that truth with God and, and sitting and, and just having some quiet, get that phone away. Um, yeah, man. Try to find I'm going to try to find a time where um, I find a time where I'm the only person in the house um, yeah. and and really just slow down and just kind of be still and I like that. turn off my achiever mode and just sit. Yeah, I like the way you put that. Turn off the achiever mode. Yeah. Yeah. You know, allow yourself just to be before the Lord. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's do it. Let's see let's what happens. Um, we'll see you next week as we uh, discuss what happened and then uh, move into the examine. Ooh. All right. Test. All right. Like well, it. guys, thanks for listening. As always, you can email us at formation at fellowshipmemphis.org. Uh, we do get those emails. If you have any questions, comments, stories from things that you're experiencing as you're going through some of these practices, we'd love to hear them. So, I uh, hope you guys have a great week, and uh, we will uh, we'll see you soon. Hey, everybody. Pastor John Bryson here, and just want to tell you about another podcast in our family of podcasts. The latest at Fellowship is simply exactly that. It's done weekly, produced weekly, and it just serves to inform our church, our body, our city about things going on uh, right now at our church maybe a little bit more of the why than we're able to do at a Sunday announcement or a paragraph on a website. Just a chance to kind of verbally walk through what's going on, what's happening, why we're doing what we're doing, what we are doing in this week of our church. You can search for the latest at Fellowship Memphis in the exact same place you're listening to this podcast now.